see that little nasty boy alone. <laughs> He's ruining her life. <laughs> oh, girl. <laughs> we don't even. That's a whole nother episode. Girl, that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> You are listening to A Trip to India podcast, the podcast where women inspire women to dream big. Please welcome Miss Michaela. She is the owner of ADM Agency, and she is also a communications officer at the Georgia Tech in Atlanta, Georgia. This is a safe place. I celebrate all milestones. So if there's anything you would like to add or anything that I didn't put in, please feel free to share with your guests. Um, no, you covered everything. I covered it. All right, cool. <laughs> so there's a game that I want to play. I always start all of my episodes out this way. It is two truths and a lie. We do three rounds. I'll have to guess it. It's my way of creating the tone for our episode and just making sure that you are comfortable with what's going on. Okay, so I'm ready. All right. <laughs> start. Um... So first, I am the oldest out of three children. I was born and raised in Georgia, and I started my first business at the age of 16. Hmm. Well, I know you were, I hope I know you. Yeah, you were born and raised in Georgia, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Did you start a business at 16? Mm -hmm. Really? so cool see I didn't think about the siblings thing because I was like damn she could really be like the oldest of three what are what are you in that family dynamic I'm the oldest of five (laughs) shit okay (laughs) now I'm the oldest of four so I understand girl I understand so what was your first business um photography my mom bought me a camera one year for Christmas and I just started taking pictures of everything and we went to like some events. So I started taking pictures there and I would mm. sell some of the photos. I even had like packages. Like I just knew I was going to be a millionaire after that. So <laughs> like when you sell it, when you would sell it, would, would it be like uh, scenery pictures or something like that? Um, no, it would be pictures of the people at the event. Oh. Like I come up and take pictures because um, it was like a formal event or something like that. Okay, a little hustler. Photo shoots for her friends. Like, <laughs> editing the pictures with like pig monkey or whatever was out there yeah oh my god especially my space days girl (laughs) that's really cool okay I didn't even know that about you okay cool cool so second round okay I love to read um I started my first blog in 2014 and I graduated from GSU with my bachelor's in 2016. So is this one of those like trick question type things? <laughs> I feel like it is because I know you graduated from Georgia State. Um, hmm. You did start a blog, right? Mm-hmm. Is the year wrong? No, so it was 2014. And then what was the first one? I like to read. You don't like to read? <laughs> really? I thought that was a given. I really, I was like, yeah, she liked to read. Right. I know she likes to do that. <laughs> that throws people off because they're like, oh, you're a writer. A writer. Like, to read. like, I like to edit, which I mean, you have to read to edit or whatever. But like, if I'm reading with the purpose of editing, then it's fine. But if I'm just reading for leisure, 
I haven't done that in a while. And it's really because of what I do for work. Like since yeah. I'm writing all day, reading all day, like I, reading is just not it for me no more. So. And that really threw me off. I really would have been like, that's really why I dismissed it. That's why I was like, okay, what's the other stuff or whatever? I was like, something got to be a trick. Now I'm gonna like write um reading. That's really crazy. That's kind of cool though. It makes sense. You're reading all the time anyway, like you said. So yeah. So all right. I collect vinyl records. So I have a record player. Um, my favorite drink is. A margarita and my favorite scent is lavender okay because i was just sipping on some casamigos so i'm gonna say <laughs> <laughs> your favorite <laughs> your favorite drink is a margarita that's the lie or the truth is it the truth no. <laughs> you what <laughs> Okay, okay. So everything else was the truth. And you say your favorite mm-hmm. set was lavender. And then what was the first one? I collect vinyl records. I can see that. I can see that. I've always wanted to do that and I never did it. Mm-hmm. Did you get one of those like record players from like Urban Outfitters? So something similar to that one, but my Nana actually found one on Amazon. Um, but it's like those portable ones that look like a suitcase. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like uh, <laughs> called like Crosby or something like that. Whenever I get yeah. to my next spot, I'm definitely getting me one too. But I've been wanting one for years. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I like margaritas. Make them all the time. But my favorite drink is the Jack Daniels honey with lemonade. I call it like a ghetto on a palmer. <laughs> that is good. You want to know when I first had that? It was like when I was at Georgia State. It was sophomore year. We went to Georgia Southern for their homecoming. Mm-hmm. And that was just our drink. We had it with with the sweet tea and lemonade. It was so good. It was so good. All right. Okay. So you don't really. So would you say that you drink um, brown or dark liquor more than light? Mm-hmm. Like you prefer that? I used to, but I'm getting more into tequila now. So I told you, girl. I got some makeup, girl. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm more of a wine girl anyway, so. Yes, I enjoy wine, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because I bartended, so, like, I've been able to graduate, so to speak, like, from Rieslings. I feel like anybody that started drinking wine, they start white. Mm-hmm. Did you? Was it Moscato? Moscato. Everybody of course, it. everybody loves Moscato. <laughs> I hate Moscato. <laughs> Wow, it's too sweet. <laughs> it's too sweet, but that's what I'm saying. Like you got to start at the sweet stuff, so then your palate can change, so you can be able to take the more complex wine. Right. And at this point, I'm like, give me the Cabernet. Like, Yay. I want that. Yay. Okay. <laughs> so I didn't learn some things about you. You didn't start your own your first business at 16, and it was in photography. I don't even know why. I don't know. Probably because whenever I saw you, I was just trying to party. So, (laughs) (laughs) also, you don't like to read. We're going to have to, we don't have to change that because I love your agency and what it's about. So, I like your sector of writing. So, I understand. And you do not like, well, margaritas aren't your favorite, but you're starting to get up into it. Okay. I could dig it. 
So before we get into this topic portion, which will be about you writing in digital media and also with that intersection um, with entrepreneurship, I just want to let the listeners know who, if it's your first time listening to this episode, the reason why I started a trip to India podcast was because I wanted to create a safe place for Black women, especially to just explore different areas and different careers and listen to the testimonies of women that are actively pursuing their dreams. So hopefully you find some words of encouragement throughout this episode as well, because I'm excited just as much as you are. So my first question would be, which is even cooler because I did not know that you started with photography. Mm-hmm. So with that being your thing and you were actively trying to make money off of it, what was your moment when you realized I actually might want to be a writer? So I actually started before the photography business. I think the photography um, just kind of came because mom knew that I had a love for magazines and I was like, um, just taking pictures all the time. And so that was just like a Christmas gift that she got me. But I started collecting magazines back when I was like, I had to be in middle school. I would get them all the time and just collect and collect and collect. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when I was in elementary school, I started to um, do like essay writing contests. And when I would actually win prizes, I was like, oh, I can actually write. And so um, I would say like my aha moment was in sixth grade. It's kind of a funny story, but oh my God. I was writing a book mm-hmm. in my I was writing a book. It really was a book. <laughs> um, and I had some very adult language. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a cool story. Yeah, it was a love story. And oh. I was showing my friend in homeroom. And one of my teachers, um, we had teams in sixth grade, and I was actually on a team with my Nana, who was a teacher at the time. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but my other teacher found it and read it and just was like, I can either write you up or I can show your Nana. And I was like, please just, just go ahead and show my Nana. <laughs> so um, my Nana and my mom read it. And I think I didn't get into like, a lot of trouble. They just want to know like how I found out about those words. It was just like two words. Like, what was a girl? I'm gonna know. <laughs> like tramping damn or something like that. Stop playing, girl. I'm thinking it's getting juicy, like, juicy. Yeah, <laughs> they were just like, oh my god, like you don't talk like this and whatever. Mm. Um, I was just like, yeah, I just heard it on BT and <laughs> love stories, like being grown. <laughs> right. Um. But they read it and they were like, this is actually a good story. And you can actually write. <laughs> I love Black parents. I'm trying to tell you. They will like accept some stuff if it's good. If it's, good. If it's bad, you get in trouble. Like, <laughs> But I remember like I was so discouraged that I got in trouble by my teacher that I just threw it all away and I just didn't even want to keep going. Mm. But to just hear them like kind of laughing about it and saying that it was actually good and <laughs> I still got in trouble but it wasn't like you know yeah I was like you know I'm actually like a good writer so I could do this mm-hmm. just getting my magazines all the time and looking at the editor page and everything I was like I want to get into this so um, when I got into high school I uh, got on a yearbook staff and would help write some of the stories and I became the editor my senior year 
And even though I didn't go into college with that major, because mm-hmm. I was exposed to um, a lot of the major opportunities or whatever, like I didn't really know that I could be a journalism major. I just right. I had to chase on the side. Um, I still knew that that was always a passion of mine. Like I still worked on like um, online magazines. I saw an opportunity posted in some GSU group. Mm-hmm. And I connected with one of the girls at GSU who started a magazine. So I worked with her for a while and eventually um, just continued to do like some of the similar things that I'm doing now for different organizations at GSU. Mm-hmm. So it just started from a young age and it just never left me. And I, I think it just took me seeing that I had that ability and actually seeing my family see that I had that ability. Mm-hmm. and like being rewarded for your ability like in a contest or something you're just like okay I can actually do this so I think that was like my moment of that just kind of sparked my interest in writing and it just never left me like no matter what I would do I had two different majors in um college before I became a journalism major I was exercise science and political science right neither one of them made me happy (laughs) and I can agree I can relate to that because when it comes to us and when I say us the black community when they tell us to go to college we low-key are just thinking about doctor lawyer Mm -hmm. teacher something like that I don't think I ever really knew that we had um a journalism or media section like that until uh, I have another friend and she was like uh, uh, for public relations. And I was like, yeah. we got that here. And she's like, yeah, girl, you can rent out the camera and all this other stuff. And I was just like, you know, I still wasn't even thinking about it then. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of you because, you know, I feel like you're having, you're having like many cycles of like full circle moments because even you being dedicated to like join the uh was it the yearbook club you said yeah. or the school newspaper it was the yearbook mm-hmm. exactly girl i thought about doing all that stuff in high school and i did not stick with that the only stuff i stuck with was like sports but like yeah girl i was <laughs> i thought it was cool i never like realized or whatever but yeah. i just like how you um You've always seemed very like level headed and like very clear on what you want to do and you do it. That's what I admire the most about you. Thank you. You're welcome. That's why I was watching your page and I'm telling you, like, I get it. I love it. And then when I went to your website and I saw you had this whole section of like resources that people can use to like um find out more about different organizations and petitions and like uh, stuff with like criminal justice reform. I was just like, this is awesome. It was like, yes, of course, uh, some of us want to like dig in, but we don't even know where to start. And then you took it upon yourself to do the research to even have like a one-stop shop for people to even figure it out. Right. Was that a part of your plan or was it inspired by like the stuff that happened um, this past year or was it already there? Um, It was inspired by the stuff that happened this past year. Um, I always wanted my platform to be a place that just helped people in any kind of way. So once I saw that so much was coming up on us, like, I mean, we've always been going through things. So Mm -hmm. this is nothing new, but it was just like on a whole nother level where 
everybody was just kind of being exposed to so much. So I was like, well, what can I do? I didn't know if protesting would be best. I didn't know. Um, I was donating to different organizations, but I was like, you know, God has blessed me with a platform. So I can't just let my website sit there and not say anything or not do anything. And I know before, um, around the time when Trayvon Martin was killed, um, I think I wrote like a blog post or something like that. Mm-hmm. And But this time I said, I want to do a lot more. Like, it's cool to share your thoughts. But at this point, I literally had no words. I was like, I can't yeah. even form an actual blog post. So what can I do that's beneficial? Um, and so agree. I just laid it on my heart to just share resources, share information. Like, that's what people were looking for. Every time I got on Twitter, people were like, oh, so... There's so many different links just circling around, but we can't like figure out what's legit, what's not. Is Mm -hmm. there a hub of links that we can just go to? And I know that my website doesn't have like a massive reach, but I do have followers who could come to that and, you know, be Mm -hmm. uh, find useful information. So I just went and did the research. I made sure everything was legit because there was a lot of fake stuff going around, you know, and people. Mm -hmm. And like really crazy during that time. Yeah, um, trying to get over. Yeah, as always. But um, it just meant a lot for me because I'm like, it takes nothing for me to just add a page to my website. Like that took literally five minutes. Mm-hmm. So if I can just do that, like, why would I not? Why would I not um, contribute something? And I agree. I feel like, and it's funny that you said uh, Trayvon Martin, because I feel like he is our Rodney King, like for our generation specifically, because I feel like that was the first time that it was like right in my, that was the first time I saw some crazy stuff happen and an acquittal came after it. And I was just like, we didn't like, we didn't just watch this on, t- I thought in history that like from history classes that this was done, like we don't go through this no more. And then it kept like, it was like a snowball effect. And then I, I can relate on trying to find your lane within this revolution because I still feel like we're still actively in this, even though it seems like it's simmered down a little bit. I don't really think it's gone. I feel like we're still like in thinking mode and it's funny because you said, what is it that I can do? Because last time I wrote a blog and I want to do more. So I did this. So me, I was like, oh, I'm going to protest. I'm going to go. Because I live literally like less than, I live five to 10 minutes away from the uh, the Capitol. So, and CNN Center. So I went and I went on the very first day and I got a rude awakening on like, um, <laughs> you might not want to be on the front line sweetheart like (laughs) like my sister and my best friends they were down for whatever like with it and when I got there and I just saw like at first I was like because you know I was thinking about doing the podcast I didn't really know what I wanted to do with it Mm -hmm. I was just like maybe I'm gonna go and uh, support and report what's going on. Then you get there and the tear gas is going and bombs is going like little lasers is pointing at everybody. I, it was a shock to me. I be having PTSD. So I didn't know what it was. And that's when it made me rethink like, okay, 
Maybe you're not a frontliner. Maybe this is not your section. Yeah. <laughs> this is not where you need to be in this. Yes. Okay. In this process, mm-hmm. I went a couple of times, but it was still like, yeah, girl, you know, you you your frontline is gonna be somewhere else. Maybe online, like you. Maybe I'll share where to go or explain stuff to other people who don't understand what's going on. But I admired that about your website. And since I'm bringing up your website. And I did say that you have an agency. Would you like to clarify what your agency is? Because I realized that it has something to do with digital media. Yes. So um, I have two websites and I know it gets kind of confusing. So, mm-hmm. so my blog is actually a dash of Michaela.com. And um, that's where I just keep all like my blogging and personal stuff at. But my actual business for um, my agency, which is ADM Agency, which technically is a Dash and Michaela agency right now. Under the umbrella. Yeah, it's like, you know, the umbrella. Um, that is my business where um, I offer different services as far as like content creation from website copy to newsletter copy to um, any PR copy that you need. Um, I also do like some website designing just a little bit. I'm not into coding just yet, mm-hmm. but basic stuff on that end, um, some minimal design work and just really anything that people need for like their brands, their businesses, or um, I even help like some students with like essays. I've helped them before with things mm-hmm. like that. And I do. Um, so right now I'm trying to rework my whole website and offering more packages. I have like a lot of a la carte services right now. So kind of reworking my business right now. Um, mm-hmm. I also do like some social media things too. So it's two different websites, but ADM agency is just like the umbrella and I have different projects aside from a dash and Michaela and my blog that's going to come under that. Mm-hmm. Umbrella. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to see what's coming this year, actually. Turn up to 2021 because a lot of people are doing amazing things this year. And I felt the need to clarify your agency because you are a writer. Mm-hmm. And I need other people to realize that when somebody says that they are a writer, mm-hmm. it doesn't automatically think that you are an author or that you are a journalist. Being in the writing industry is so vast and like you can do so much that I want other people when they watch and maybe they will be like, I do enjoy writing, but I don't necessarily want to create novels or biographies or anything like that. I also don't really care because some people have an aversion towards newspapers, blogs and magazines because you're kind of forced to write, write about similar things all the time. Mm-hmm. So just knowing that there's a whole nother world where you can actually help people create their businesses and their brands. And what you're talking about is very lucrative, to be honest, mm-hmm. because I saw some things and I was like, oh, she can help me with this and that girl. Cause it's, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, so many things you didn't even know that you have to think about until you step into it. Mm-hmm. So I think you're, you're right there. Is there any advice that you would give to somebody who um, wants to step into that world, like any mental advice or technical advice on stuff that they need to think about before they even step into it? So the main thing I want to say, kind of going back to what you said about it being lucrative is don't allow anyone to tell you that there's no money in being a writer. Mm -hmm. Because I remember when I first said I was going to change my major to journalism 
I had a church member look at me so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's always somebody. Right. They were like, um, you gonna do what now? Because they were like, you know, when you want to be a lawyer, we were supportive of that. And that's like where the money is and everything like that. But I'm just like, that's not where my heart is. That's not, I'm not on this earth just for a paycheck. I'm on this earth to fulfill a purpose. Mm-hmm. God has given me a gift of writing. And I know whatever I do, like I'm going to have to like, have incorporate writing with it and yes in my other careers that I was going to do for the money I could have you know still been a writer but I wouldn't have been happy so I would just say we hear so many times like you know being a journalist or being an author um because I still like to be an author which you know that's coming soon that's one of my personal projects (laughs) me as well girl I understand (laughs) (laughs) And I actually like I ghostwrite too um, for people. So like it's just so many different things. But you know, you hear people saying there's no money in that field, but I'm literally making a living off of it. Like my job at Georgia Tech, I'm writing. Like mm-hmm. for a university, it's just so many different things that you do. And what people don't realize is every company, every brand, every business, they need a communications person. They need a PR person. They need some type of written something for their business. Like you cannot run anything without communications. Exactly. Even if you, like you said, even if you don't want to be an author or you don't want to get into like, um, you know, being like a journalist and stuff like that, there's still so many opportunities for you to get creative and to write about whatever you want to write about. Like at my last job, I was working for a transportation company. So I was writing about that type of stuff. Now I'm working in higher ed. So I'm writing about like student stuff and student life. Right. So it's like two totally different industries that I've been in before the age of 26. So mm-hmm. it's like so much that you can do. So I would just say to anyone looking to get into the industry, don't allow people's opinions to stop you from doing what you want to do. That's number one. <laughs> and then Create a platform like a blog to showcase your work or an online portfolio to showcase your work. Um, Because even if you're not getting the type of job that you want, don't let that stop you from writing. Like you need to continue to do something, even um, if you're just writing examples or just like samples of your work or whatever, just to keep, you know, uploading stuff, just to keep your writing fresh and your skills fresh and just to keep like something on hand to show to people. Right. A lot of people find that they like to blog because it shows, you know, their passion about whatever Mm -hmm. it is, but also their writing skills and to just be open. Because if I was not open, I would have never been where I'm at today. I never thought I would be writing for a company that does Peach Pass and Express. Peach (laughs) Pass. That was my last job, like working for the Tollway Company. Mm -hmm. But that afforded me the opportunity to write for the governor, to write Mm. just for the um, CEO of the company. And if I would have turned down that company because it was a transportation company and I'm just like, oh, that's not cute. I wouldn't have had that opportunity. Yeah. I never saw myself working for a university. But if I would have been like, you know, I'm not going to do that. I would have never been at Georgia Tech. So you just have to be open to different opportunities and just don't limit yourself. Because I always had in my mind, like, I'm going to be in New York, like, mm-hmm. or some big magazine or whatever. <laughs> I was not supposed to be in Georgia right now. <laughs> and I remember you would go, see, this is, and this is where 
off camera when I said, um, you never realize who's watching you when you're doing stuff, even though you don't talk to them every day. I remember a time you and Charity, they don't know who this is, but y'all inspired me to, for last year, pre-COVID, COVID messed up my plans, but it got my ball rolling. Um, I watched y'all go to a couple of different conventions and stuff like that. And I didn't even think about that as being like a source of networking or a source of just gaining intel. Like I just didn't even, that didn't even come through my mind. And because of y'all, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to go to these conventions. I'm going to network with people. I'm going to just get my feet wet, let people know what I'm on, what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, it inspired me to join something else, uh, Black Girls in Media, with their uh, membership and stuff like that. And they propelled me to like even get to this place. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Just stay open Absolutely. and don't limit yourself. Like, Because mm-hmm. like I said, people, when they hear writers, they just think, authors and journalists and that's it and that's like that when it comes to music and I think what we're kind of grazing on is like if it's your passion it's your passion Mm -hmm. and you're gonna know it and no matter if anybody else can't see your vision as long as you can see it then you should be able to just keep going exactly and the money is gonna come like it's gonna come you just have to have that spirit of like I'm attracting money I Mm -hmm. am Money is me. It's coming. Period. Like exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna do what I love to do. I'm not, and I'm not saying that you know you have to just drop everything and right. go chase your dreams if you can. <laughs> like, if you do, <laughs> if you need a nine to five, yeah, like me, still do your nine to five. Absolutely, because I'm not in a position where I could just like say, okay, bye, GT. Like I'm gonna go with mm-hmm. ADM, but um. Definitely, like, if you have the opportunity to do what you love to do and, you know, money is there, then go for it and just definitely be open to what is out there. And it'll help you on your search, too, because once I realized that there were different industries or really every industry that needed a communications person, my job search got so much better mm-hmm. because I just stopped looking for, like, one specific industry. And I was like, you know, Coke needs writers. Yeah. This museum needs writers. Atlanta Ballet needs writers. <laughs> like everybody. everybody needs writers. Because people bypass those pamphlets that they get. People bypass those emails that they get. They don't even understand yeah. who the person is. I never thought about it before, too, until I tried to, like, you know, research a little bit about the writing industry. And I was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. somebody is writing this. <laughs> I have one last question before I go into the reflection moment. And my last question is throughout this journey, because I feel like you've made some pretty big strides and you can include college as well. When it comes to friendships and the dynamics of that, when you realize that you really want to do something, did it change anything within your friendship dynamics or did it change the way you treated your friends or anything like that? Like, did it create you to, um, and I'm going to give, I'm going to clarify because I feel like I'm going through it a little bit now. 
because I feel like I'm in a beginning stage and you're a little bit seasoned. I'm going to tell you that uh, compared to what I'm talking about. And I noticed that I had to change my whole dynamic of how I even approach the people that I love and care about, like setting up boundaries and stuff like that. Did you see any changes like that? Or did any people see any changes in that in you? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I would say overall, I've been blessed with some pretty great people in my life to where we kind of been able to evolve together. Mm-hmm. And once I'm elevating, it's really no issue because they are already elevating too. Like we're kind of on the same page. Um, and I think the biggest change has been just more support. Like if I tell them, you know, I'm doing this or whatever, it's just like, okay, well, let's hold you accountable or like, let's, you know, right. to you. But I will say um, I have one specific situation where I did lose a friend mm-hmm. um, because I don't even remember like what specifically happened. It was just so much over time that was going on between um, the both of us when we were trying to both elevate our business. And I was still in the stage of trying to figure out what I want to do. And mm-hmm. she was on the stage of, she already had like an LLC. She already had different businesses and things like that. But we just clashed. It just, it didn't work out. Um, and my spirit didn't feel right about it. So I had to set up a boundary of where like, I just can't be around you anymore. Like this support is not there. And I just, it really hurt me at first, but that was like the first time I really had to just be like, okay, this is not healthy for me and my growth. And once I let that go, um, I was able to just continue to grow my business. So I will say like, it does change the way you look at people. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, is this person really supporting me enough? Or like, is it fake support or is it genuine? Um, And you really pray about your circle. Mm -hmm. Like God brings other people into your life who support you. And he even like separates your circle sometimes. So like you'll realize that people that you've been friends with your entire life can just sometimes be like that hangout group where like, you know, we talk about personal things, but then I have my business circle Mm -hmm. and more like the business side of things and what I'm dealing with as far as like, you know, trying to grow and I could talk to them about the creative side of everything because they just get it. Mm-hmm. in that section and so it's not to say I'm more friends with this person or that person or I have more respect from this person and that person it's just they're in different pockets of my life mm-hmm. and so once I learned how to kind of separate people instead of trying to include everybody in everything I realized it was less stress yeah and I was able to get more out of them and give them more of me as far as like what pocket I'm in in their life yeah, um, that's been helpful. Um, and that's like the main thing I have learned is just different pockets. And I think life has just taught me that in general, because I noticed that I have friends who are just hangout buddies. Yeah, they serve a different person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like purpose serves yeah. a different purpose. And so um, just keeping everybody in their place in my life is like what I've learned being like a business owner. So. Oh, I love it. And I can definitely relate because that was something that I prayed really hard for this past year, 
which is what um, got me to join Black Girls in Media. I prayed. I was like, God, please send me my tribe. Like, I really need my tribe right now. Like, God, please send me my tribe because I really do want to do this and I just need support. I can't really do this by myself because I tried it to just be the only one, you know, with this. Mm -hmm. And it was something very interesting that happened. Like you said, I was also blessed to have some friends that were evolving, but I didn't see it until I actually prayed for it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden people are opening up to me about their different business ventures and stuff like that. People who I was just cool with on a regular, like high and by or surface level. And now we talk almost all the time about like the different business ventures that we're trying to do and stuff like that. So it was like, I felt like God was also trying to tell me like, you don't necessarily need new people, but I'm going to show you the ones that are also working on themselves at the same time. So that was really a beautiful like moment in my life when I finally realized that because I kept praying for my tribe. Right. Girl, that's so important. Support is very important. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're at the reflection moment. It's my favorite part, to be honest. And I feel like you touched upon some things, so you might like um, bring it back again. But what will be your advice to you, Michaela? Michaela, at 18 years old, after graduating high school, what would be your advice? <laughs> Give her a hug. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, girl. <laughs> I'd be like, girl, chill out. Like, Michaela at 18. I actually graduated when I was 17 and I remember Mm. saying to myself, like, oh, when I'm 18, I just have to have such and such done. Like, because I turned 18 as soon as we got to JSU. And I was like, I just have to accomplish this, that and whatever. And then when I get to JSU, I'm going to be an 18 year old. I'm going to be a full adult. And (sighs) girl, I just want to tell myself, chill out. Like, it Mm -hmm. is okay. You have done so well. You have been on top of everything your entire life and you have stressed yourself out to the point where I was kind of looking sickly my senior year. Like I didn't look Mm. because I was trying to just do too much. I was involved way too much and I had fun, but it just it didn't do well on my body. Mm -hmm. So that's why freshman year I cut it the way I did. No, Georgia State did something to us. I don't think they had the same Georgia State that we were in. Uh, no, they didn't. <laughs> I think that was just a beautiful moment in Black history, you guys, <laughs> at Georgia State. That was a that was a moment in time. I think for a lot of people, it was great. But um, I would just tell myself like. Things are going to align the way that God has them to align. You are not in control. You can let go of the control. You can let go of the idea that you're going to have this by a certain age, that mm-hmm. by a certain age. Like, stop with the timeline and just live. Enjoy these years because you're not going to get them back. Because when you hit 26, you're going to be crying all the time. <laughs> so yes. Just enjoy. And remember... Time. When we thought that we was going to have everything by the age of 21, a car, a house, a <laughs> husband. <laughs> I'm be married by 23, have my kids by 25. 27. Oh, yeah, girl, you know. <laughs> no, I think that's beautiful, though. Yeah, I think I would tell myself to chill out, too. 
Yeah, just like chill out, enjoy life and stop trying to rush life. Like we were so excited to just be like, oh, I'm ready to grow up, ready yeah. to get my parents' house. And then now that I'm paying rent, I'm like, hmm. Time to go back. No, I'm just split. <laughs> <laughs> like I love being an adult. I love being independent. I just hate that I spent so much of my um, teen years trying to rush to get to this point. And I feel like, I didn't give myself enough grace for where I was at in life at that age. But I mean, none of us really do. Um, Because it's not our, it's not solely our fault. We got our parents and our teachers pushing down our throat. Like once you get to college, once you get to college, you need to, that was a stressful time. Senior year, I think in general for high schoolers, is just very stressful because you better have the schools you want to go to. Have you did this, all of that? And yeah, girl. mm -mm. Just to get there and realize that half of that stuff didn't even matter. Oh my God. Still were thriving, like, and not even using half of it. And then we're really crying because it didn't even matter. Like, <laughs> so it's like now I stressed my whole senior year just to get here and just be chilling at GSU. Like, what? So, yeah, I think that would be definitely what I would tell myself. And I would just give her a big old hug and tell her how proud I am with her because she has fought so hard and has been through so much. Mm-hmm. And still managed to do a great job and get into a great school. And it's about to embark on a great part of her life. So just enjoy it and stop right. And leave that little nasty boy alone. Woo! <laughs> He's ruining her life. <laughs> oh, girl. <laughs> we don't even, that's a whole nother episode. Girl, that's a whole nother episode. Ooh. Ooh, if I could, ooh, if I ever have a daughter. You ain't got no high school, sweetheart. Ain't none of that. No, no, no. And I don't even care who the first boy you like in college. He not nothing either. No, I'm just playing. (laughs) Let him go. Let him go, girl. Just let him go. Right. Okay. So thank you so much, Michaela. I'm at a point where I really want to give you the floor to plug in your agency, ways that people can follow you. And other things that you have going on that you might want to share. Okay, so you can um, keep up with my blog at www.adashamichaela.com. And you can find my agency at www.admagency.org. You can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter and Pinterest and Facebook at a dash of Michaela. <laughs> <laughs> and Michaela is M-I-C-H-A-E-L-A. And make sure you keep up with me because I have some exciting projects that are coming out this year. Something that I've been working on for years. My baby is claiming them that she comes out this year. So <laughs> that's Speaking. what I will be working on. Yes, this is, it's got to happen this year. So I'm excited and I hope that you all follow me and join me on this journey. Oh. <laughs> I can't wait to see what your baby is. And I'm very, 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 very proud of you. Like, you're doing an amazing job. Thank you. I'm glad it looked like it, you know? No, No, thank you. And like I said, we never know who's really watching us. And people could be rooting for us the whole time. Because I know we can get into those portions where we feel like everybody's against us or we feel alone or something. So Mm -hmm. I see comfort. 
Well, I find comfort in knowing that there are people that I admire from afar and they don't even know that I'm rooting for them the whole time. Right. Like you for existence. And I, I mean, for existence, for instance, <laughs> <laughs> for instance. And like I said, you and Charity y'all inspired me. Like, so once the world opened up again, I'm definitely going to hit up some of those conventions and stuff like that. But we can go together. Yes. Please. Can we like, <laughs> Thank you again for listening to A Trip to India podcast. If you've not done so already, please hit that subscribe button. What's wrong with you? You can subscribe on YouTube or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and more. Um, Please be ready for each new amazing guest that will be dropping gems just like this young, beautiful woman, Michaela, has done. And um, follow me on Instagram at a trip. The number two India podcast. And if you want to learn something specifically, please email me your concerns at askindy at a trip, the number two India podcast.com and see you next week.